Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 507. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from sunny Merritt. Well, it's dark Merritt right now because it's dark outside, but it was kind of sunny today. It was balmy and nice and wonderful, and everything else is cool. Um, anyhow, what's happening with you guys? The football, we're in, we're entering week 20. That's right, 19 weeks are history in the CFL. We have two weeks left, 20 and 21. There is a lot of playoff situations that are up in the air right now. In fact, we still only have the Winnipeg Blue Bombers confirmed in one position. Wow. How often do you see every position of the playoffs up for grabs in week 20? Some, most of the time, week 15, it's over with. But, hey. Um, yeah, this is pretty exciting stuff. We're going to go right down to the wire and a couple of different things. Playoff situations are up in the air in the Eastern Division. We don't know who gets the bye. We don't know who gets home field. We don't even know if three Eastern teams are going to be in the playoffs yet because the crossover is still in play. Oh, my God, everything's happening. We're going to talk all about the playoff situation later on, but I just thought I'd just, like, quickly give you this one. Um, so what else is happening? What's cool? What's wonderful? Cody's on the bench. <laughs> All sorts of things are happening. Um, okay, so let's open up the mics and talk some football with the boys. And because we are opening the mic. There we are. William, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm uh pretty fair. I'm, uh, pretty fair. I'm excited. I've been working my ass excited. off getting ready for winter I'm on the ranch. I'm excited for I'm excited for Rudy because he gets Zach Calaris for another three years, and he's gonna he's gonna see what it's like to have a broke down thirty seven year old quarterback as your quarterback. Okay, it'll be lots of fun to watch. Yeah, just saying. And and and, and Winnipeg wanted to sign him for six years. He'd be forty years old. We don't even know if Zach Kolaris is going to finish this season, never mind another one. I mean, we all know that he's one hit away from being out of here. And we've been saying that for years, and it's true. One hit, he took him out of the uh, Saskatchewan season. I don't know. I think it's head. I mean, Winnipeg I think has been very good at keeping him away. I think his head has healed. I think his head you know, has healed. You never fully he healed. Concussion. Concussion. You're ah. never fully healed. He's, he's taken a that, few that, shots that's been over proven. the few years. He's taken a few shots over the last few years. Okay, and he's gotten right back up every time. Yeah, well, that's good, and we're happy for him, and I hope that continues. But we all know that when you've had multiple concussions, you are susceptible to more of them. And that may happen. 
and we don't know whether it will or not. So Maybe far, Winnipeg's done a pretty good job protecting him. We'll never know until it happens. Okay. Well, so, and that's the one. Never anyway, but the, the way he takes well, care of his William, body. William, they what are you doing? What's, what what else to... you got to say here for me? Well, um... no, we're not talking about Claros right now. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to this weekend because I figure if, if Hamilton and BC both win on Friday night, it's pointless to watch any football because the rest of the games are going to be decided. Maybe, maybe. Hang on. We'll get to see. How, how can you say something like that? What do you mean? He opened his mouth and all the words came. Watching football games, regardless of what whether they matter or not, is not is something that we have to do. We've only got what five weeks of football left, and that's it for a season. And then it's over. You you need to watch every single game because you're going to go through well, withdrawal well, again. Will CJ CJ? Some of us watch other football as well. So we don't only have five weeks left. Why? Um, because some of us watch other football. Okay. So all I'm going to say football? is, yeah, all I'm going to say is, how much fun will be watching Saskatchewan and Calgary on Saturday night when it means nothing and Bo Levi Mitchell is is going to play for Calgary? How much fun is that going to be? It, is is Bo playing? Well, if 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 BC wins on Friday night, I would assume so because they're not going to risk Jake Bear. Don't assume. Don't assume so, anything. Well, no, I'm not assuming. I'm just I'm I'm speculating. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Jake uh, Mason the... Fine is playing for for Saskatchewan. It's going to be an interesting game. It's still it's no, it's still not. interesting. It's still football. It's still football. Well, Nathan, the, Nathan, Nathan, the, fine, sucks shit. Okay, give me a break. <laughs> the Toronto and Montreal. Come on. Let's be the honest. Toronto and Montreal. Okay. 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 Anyways, Charles, whatever. welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'd like to echo uh, what he said about Mason Fine because Mason Fine is not a good quarterback. We saw him a couple times earlier this year when Kalaris was injured. He did, got nothing done. When Kalaris when was, yeah, Fajardo was Fajardo. injured. When Fajardo was injured. Yeah. He plays with the right. well, I said didn't I? Yes, Fajardo. That's what I mean. Sorry. My bad. Yes, I, I, I know what you meant. That's why I helped you. Um, yeah, no, you're, you're right. I mean, he, there was nothing exceptional about him. But, you know, one of the things that I did post today, and everybody is bitching about different things, like especially Cody Fajardo, okay? I don't like him. He's not a, a stellar quarterback. He's not awful. He's not terrible. No quarterback that makes it this far is a, is a terrible quarterback. They all have something to, to offer if they've made it into the professional leagues of the CFL. Excuse me. That doesn't mean they're exceptional or elite or capable of being a starter. 
but they do still have skills. They still performed well enough to get a job, right? Yeah, they don't play any one of us. They develop into something better. I said they don't play any one of us. Oh, hell yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. Yeah, probably. No, they would. So, yeah. So, you know, that's kind of my point is, I mean, I don't like Cody Fajardo. I don't think that, you know, we were going to we're going to talk about him in a bit, but we might as well just talk about him because we can. Um, I thought I never thought that I would ever say this, but Cody Fajardo could take some lessons from Bo Levi Mitchell about being a team player. This is a guy who took a back seat to let Jake Mayer take over the team for now and the foreseeable future, and he. Did you, did you see him mouthing off? Did you see him do anything? No, he just said, whatever's good for the team is good for me. I'm gaining a lot of respect for Bo Levi Mitchell for his attitude towards the situation. Now, it might be, as Will says, because he's, he's still injured, he's hurt, and he knows he's not capable of playing at a top level. And so he is comfortable letting somebody else do that. Cody Fajardo is not injured. There's nothing the matter with him. He's just not that good of a quarterback. But to be benched for Mason Fine, oh, my God. I understand that him being disheartened. But you don't have to say anything about it. Don't. It, it, it's wrong, you know. Like, dude, just shut up and take one. Mm-hmm. Did you do that, Charles? No, somebody else posted it somewhere on, online. I just saw it and I almost laughed my ass off at it, so I thought I'd share it. Because it's funny. Yeah, listen to him and there's whine and complain. There's the, thing, there's the thing about Cody Fajardo. I don't even like him. I don't like his personality. Okay? And he is a bit of a whiner, and he's also... A guy who makes excuses. And I don't like guys like that. So, you know what I mean? Yes. Okay. 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 So, the third person, Rudy, you can talk now. Welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Playoffs are right around the corner. The weather is still great here. We just signed uh, the reigning MOP to a three-year contract extension. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. Yeah, well. Sounds like they're thinking on... Sounds We're like they're thinking on signing the six-year deal. Well, you know, he takes pretty good care of himself, and uh, if he stays healthy, he could play another six, seven years. I'll believe that when I see it. But Father Time catches up next... to everybody, especially as a quarterback. 
Ask Mike if he can Riley. Play these next three years. If he can play these next three years, I'll be impressed. Me too. If he stays healthy. I agree. But you know what? Uh, yeah, it was a good uh, good weekend. I had a good trip out west, and uh, we're coming down. Oh, that's to the right. Here. You were hanging out with Will on Friday night at the game. Yeah, Will. Took, I only uh, saw the, I only saw the one picture. Well, we didn't. I didn't take a bunch of pictures. Um, I get the I get the feeling Will doesn't really like being photographed all that often, anyway. So that's probably a good idea. Yeah, well, we we were uh, we were watching the game for the most part. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So should we actually I've never been uh, a big... do some football talking now that we're really kind of babbling yeah. about? Other than, other than when that lady was running down the sidelines on the horse. <laughs> the fat chick. No, her okay. daughter. So, week night, yeah, the, the, the daughter, the, she's, not, she's not a little girl either. Um... Week 19's in the books. We had four games. The first one up was the Montreal-Ottawa game. Uh, this went back and forth and back and forth. And uh, I, I, I don't know. It wasn't a bad game. It was kind of, I don't know. How do, how do you describe it? I'm, I'm really disappointed Montreal won this one. I really thought Cal, um, uh, Ottawa was going to pull one out, but uh, it just didn't happen. So, uh, Charles, take it away. Talk about football. I was actually very surprised at this one. I actually thought that the uh, Autumn was going to pull it out. It seemed like they had such momentum coming off that win against Montreal there the week before. I thought going back home, they haven't won at home since the Carter administration or something, and I mean, I thought, hey, maybe this is where they're gonna uh, where they're gonna turn it around and finally get that home win, and it looked for a while like they were going to because they were in this game, they were up in this game, but uh, they let Montreal in the back door and didn't get their win. I'm surprised at it because I really thought they were going to for some reason. I, uh, that's why I picked them last week. I like, you know what? They're finally gonna. They got the new coach. They got the win. They're finally gonna put it together and finally get a home win for the fans. But, no, it wasn't meant to be. Um, they had the lead, and then they just let it slip away, and Montreal was able to take it back from them and take it over. So they just had a lousy second half. Because they were actually really good, Ottawa, in the first half, 24 points in the first half and just six in the second half. And that's kind of where it uh, where it fell apart. It looked like they were doing okay, you know. I honestly thought they were going to win this game. I was cheering for them. I even picked them to win. And uh, they just they lost gas in the third and fourth quarter. Actually, more in the fourth like than anything. It. But they just they just ran out of gas. And I don't know why. I didn't. It's, you know, they've been playing 60 minutes of football all year. And uh, for the most part. And they just didn't play 60 minutes of football here. 
mm-hmm. couldn't close it. And I guess, you know, it, as Will says, I, I think the team doesn't know how to win. I think that's a large part of it. You know, they, they just they, they, they don't know how to win a football game. And it's been brutal. What are they at? Are they at four wins for the season or two? They're at four. They're at four, I think, yeah. That's right, because they could, could have still got the uh, position there from Hamilton. I don't think they're going to get – they're going to they're gonna take that away from Hamilton now. Well, they only have two games I mean, left. It, it, and, it, it, uh, but they're both against Hamilton. Right, so even if they were to sweep them, they would only come into a tie. Well, they could still tie them technically the because – and they would, but uh, that would also require Saskatchewan. Well, I guess it's still mathematically possible. However, on well, I don't know though because I think uh, then that would come into a three-way tie, and I think because I think Saskatchewan's got the season series over Ottawa. It doesn't matter about a season series on the crossover. Oh, sorry. Yes, that's right. That's a good point. You're right about okay. that. So if they all three-way tie, Saskatchewan is eliminated. Mm-hmm. Ottawa still can make the playoffs in third position in the East. Okay, they have to sweep right. Hamilton two games, and Saskatchewan has to lose everything from now on. That's right. Seems unlikely. It, it, it seems unlikely, right? I mean, right. I don't think they're going to sweep Hamilton, and I really don't want to see. Saskatchewan winning in Calgary, but you know what? I all I kind of I'm torn on Edmonton's final game. Their final they they got to buy the last week, right? Yes. So their last game is against BC. That's I, Friday. I, it's I, the I, last game. I I kind of want Edmonton to win. You do? And I know that sounds I sound, Just so that the, sounds kind of weird. Just so they finally okay. get a home win? Well, it would be nice for them to get a home win. But, no, I was kind of hoping that they would uh, tie or pass Saskatchewan, but that's not possible now. So, no, it doesn't matter. Because no. I, I, I've always predicted that Saskatchewan was going to be in the basement of the Western Division this year, and I kind of wanted them to be that way. So if it meant BC losing a game, that would have been okay. But uh, just for my prediction to come true. But Edmonton can't surpass Saskatchewan now. So. Anyhow, that's kind of my, my philosophy on it. It, it. it it was it was kind of a selfish reason. But I, I want to see BC's, you know, two more games. Can we end up 13-5 and five on the season with mm-hmm. Winnipeg at 14-4? and four? It's possible. It's possible. BC could take that final game from Winnipeg. BC could still legitimately win the season series against Winnipeg, and they would be the only team to do so this year. We can't tie them. We can't catch them. No, we can't catch them. No, but they still still take two or three. Yeah. They've locked up that top spot. But, yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool taking the season series. But you well, know, it's a bit of a hollow victory knowing that it's in garbage time like this. Right. 
Well, Winnipeg will probably be addressing a lot more starters for their last game. Yeah, you can't keep Zach Caleros out for like a month or whatever before playing games. Yeah, yeah, I got to think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to play the whole game, but he's got to play part oh, of that game. He can't go Charles, that long without Charles, playing. Charles, Charles, Charles. Yeah. He sat out for almost an entire year and then ran through the playoffs like they were nothing. So yeah, that's actually a good point. I think you can sit him. I think you can I sit him as enough. long as you want to sit him. And would I risk him? Would I risk him yeah. in a non-playoff game? Not a chance. That's fair. Not a chance. He's not seeing the field till the Western Final. Yeah, you're probably right. That, that, that's the... Beside the point, I still don't think that BC is in a position right now where I don't care who Winnipeg puts on the field, BC's competitive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't care if you're dressing all your first starters. I don't care if Zach Calaris is starting or not. BC's still going to be competitive in that game. They still can beat them. Contrary to what anybody, any of the Bomber fans believe. I'm hoping Nathan Rourke starts that game, that final oh. game of the season in Winnipeg. What's the matter with you, William? <laughs> not a thing, CJ, not a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? You know what? I'm, here's, I'm, here's I'm my excited thing. for the playoffs. Here's my thing. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just you gonna... asked me. Here's, you asked me. You asked me. Here's my thing. I'm... All year long. You've been saying Winnipeg's a shitty fucking team, and they ran through the league like it was nothing. So you can't say they're. A I shitty never said team. they were a shitty team. I yes, never you said have. That. You've said it numerous times. No, I okay? never said. You can go I back. said they're not as good as their record. The right. team is not as right. good what as their record. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, Ottawa's a shitty team. Edmonton's a shitty team. The Riders are a shitty team. So what is what is is they're not as good as their record. They were there and they made this record, so they are as good as their record. Yes, yes, I'm cognizant about the concept. I'm just saying okay. that they're they're they weren't they weren't rolling over top of everybody. They were winning by two, three, and four points. Okay? They weren't dominating. They weren't blowing people out. That's what I said all year. Okay. Okay. Which is also, I think, a fair comment. But the, sure. be that as may, they're still figuring out ways to win. Almost and every they have week. Blown. Well, they have what? Blown every team does have to figure out ways to win. That is correct, yeah. True. That's a good point. I just, you know, I mean, we don't give Winnipeg enough credit on this on this podcast because they have played well, considering considering they're they're probably not as hungry as everybody because they've won the last two Grey Cups in a row. So it's impressive that they have done what they've done, or the league is just really shitty. So maybe that's it. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. 
And I'd argue to, well, I'd argue to agree. Like, I'd say it's a bit of both. Okay. So, besides the point, we really team. got off on a tangent here. We're talking about Montreal-Ottawa yeah. game here. Okay. And, Charles, did did you finish on this game? You think I'm done, game? yep. Yeah, okay. William, Winnipeg and Ottawa. Um. I watched I watched the entire game Ottawa and Montreal. It's really hard it's really hard to beat a team back to back, especially when you're not a very good team. Ottawa hung in there right till the end. It was thirty what was it, thirty four thirty thirty or thirty two or something like that? Um, no, I think it was uh, twenty four thirty I believe 20. the final was. Thirty four thirty was the final, yes. yes. No, no. Yeah, thirty four thirty. No. So, uh, oh, it? Ottawa could have very easily won that game. But I guess Montreal just wanted it more or something. Um, and, you know, I mean, like I said, I watched the game. It was entertaining. I mean, there's not much more to say than that because, I mean, Ottawa was playing for their life, and I guess they didn't play well enough to keep their life. So, that's simple. That simple. Yeah. Go ahead. Rudy, you go. Ottawa, Montreal. Ottawa's fighting for their life. Montreal's looking for home field. It was going to be a kick-down knockout battle, and it turned out to be one. Yeah, I was uh, surprised that uh, Ottawa had a lead there for a little while. Um I actually didn't really watch the game. I was getting ready to go to the Calgary game and uh, driving and uh, eating supper. So, but uh, yeah, Ottawa's not going to make the playoffs. Well, let's see what happens. The, the, the first game is going to show a lot. I mean, obviously, if Hamilton wins this game coming up this week, it's all over for Ottawa. But if Ottawa actually is takes Hamilton and decisive, decisively, yeah, there's no money betting on the last game, that's for sure. Well, and the Montreal-Toronto game has meaning because if Montreal wins the next two games, they will get first in the East. Yeah. That's right. They can Every catch, game uh... has meaning at this point in time. Okay. BC Edmonton game is first. That may if BC wins that game, then it's not important for Calgary anymore. Okay. Right. If Hamilton wins, it's not important for Saskatchewan anymore. Okay. So there are playoff ramifications that could end before they even happen. And you know it. It goes back to uh, what's his. What is his name? The, the guy again? Dana. Dana. Uf. Ufc. What's the guy? Dana, Dana White. White. Dana White. Dana White. It, right. He says, if you want to win, don't leave it in the hands of the officials. Right. True. Yep. Okay. So you know, if 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 you want it to be in the playoffs. You shouldn't be relying on another team to lose. 
Well, that's, that's I'd 100% like see, uh, Calgary's fault. It's 100% Saskatchewan's like, fault, right, for not winning out when they're supposed to. As much as I'd like to see Saskatchewan not make the playoffs, I'd like to see a crossover. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? I mean, well, I'm indifferent. I just a, just to just to show Donovan, Donovan Bennett, and and those guys how much better the West really is. But there, it, it is. Now, here's the problem that I see that's happening. Toronto and Montreal are going to fight for the next two games, right? Who's going to win those games? Honestly, not. Let's not do predictions right here. But Charles, I think Toronto, we'll Montreal. Who do you think? I honestly I think, think we we'll could split. see a split. Yeah, I'm with Rudy. I think they'll split. Okay, Will, what? Will, what do you think? A split? Um. No, I think Toronto's going to win both. Okay. So here's where this happens. If Calgary takes two from the Riders, which I think they will, okay, they better. Uh, and BC takes at I least don't think one they from will. Edmonton, maybe two, another one from Winnipeg. All three of the Western teams in the playoffs will have a better record than the number one team in the East. So Calgary, who is not going to get home field advantage, has a better record than the team in the East that's getting – home field, and a bye. You can say anything you want to anybody about the Eastern Division sucking because they do. Yep. They do. They're terrible. And that's just a simple mm-hmm. fact. You know, in the a one-division system, Toronto would not be in the top three. They'd barely be in the top six. They currently are tied in third place with Calgary. But So I honestly don't think it should be the fourth-place team that crosses over. I think it should be the second-place team. Yeah, but the second-place team should get the home game, which that never would happen because of TV ratings, apparently. They get the home team yep. and a bye is the way it should go. You cross over to whatever place in the division you would be. If you would be in first place, you get home field and a bye. So this year the Eastern final would be in BC. And yeah. Toronto yeah, and Montreal would have to fight that. it out. Yeah, good luck getting the league to no, agree that with that or even TSN for that much. Yeah, and TSN and the league offices in Montreal, or in Toronto, sorry. <laughs> RDS is in Montreal. But then again, maybe it'd be better okay, to so give these teams some incentive, though, to... What's that? Oh, I agree, but they're not going to do we're, that. We're all over the map team. on this one, so... We kind of are, yeah. Finish this <laughs> up. Montreal, Ottawa. Montreal wins this one 34-30. Total score with 64 points. Charles, you picked Ottawa. You got six points. Will, you took Montreal. You get 100. You're off by the score by a ton. 
CJ took Ottawa. I got zeros straight across the board. Rudy, you took Montreal. You got 100 points. This was not a good week for CJ. None of these weeks have been good. CJ's just been terrible for the last little while. Anyhow, um, the second game up was the Hamilton-Calgary game. This one did was a little bit bizarre. How the hell did Hamilton walk into Calgary and take two points from them? I don't understand that. I, the game was a little bit off, in my opinion. Uh, it was tight. It was close. It went back and forth. Total of, what, 67 points? But if, yeah. what the hell happened there? There, Will. You guys, you and Rudy were both at the game. Uh, what happened to your Stampeders? Well, well, uh, a certain quarterback for the Calgary Stampeders threw three picks. And I do believe one of them was a pick six. Um, defense didn't play that well. The most amazing thing I found is, and and Calgary fans are very fickle, Jake Mayer throws three interceptions in the first half, and you do not hear chants of, we want Bo, we want Bo, okay? You didn't hear anybody saying that. I haven't figured that one out yet. So, yeah, Calgary, I, I, I think it was a combination of Calgary took took Hamilton lightly. I also think uh, Hamilton's back was against the wall. And, uh, I mean, Hamilton hasn't, hasn't won in Calgary in 18 years. Did you hear what yeah. I said? I didn't know that. It was, I think that it was, was funny due, as hell. Okay. Danny Mack was the quarterback the last time they beat Calgary in Calgary. Okay. Danny Mack's an old fat guy now. So. He was a fat you know, guy then, too. I mean, uh, yeah, he was. He was, um, but yeah. So and then and then when when uh, when uh, Hamilton threw to almost win the game in the dying seconds, I sat there and I watched four Stampeders around the ball, and of course the receiver in the middle of the four Stampeders caught the ball, and the other guys didn't do anything, and it was like, yeah, this is over. So, what can I say? Shit happens. And the other thing I think the other reason was because Rudy was there. Okay, so I'm blaming Rudy totally 100%. Bad karma. That's what it was like. That's what it was. That'll learn you. Yeah. Yeah. So, go ahead. Okay, Rudy, you were there. What was your thoughts on? What's your take on this game? Yeah, no, it was uh, it was good. It was exciting. It was a lot better than the game. It was a lot better than the game in uh, in Edmonton. Uh, yeah, uh, props to Will. Actually, before the game, he said uh, he'll be surprised. Evan uh, lost here in 18 years. Uh, it could be a decent game. And uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, Ham- uh, Hamilton had that uh, really good return there at the end of the game, and. Uh, yeah, Calgary's defenders were all kind of looking at White there, and he made that catch. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't that impressed with Mayer. Um, he threw 
three or four picks for sure. I think three and one was a pick six. So, yeah, but, yeah, the game was back and forth. And uh, personally, I thought Calgary was going to win. I think that's the only game I got wrong the, this past week. But, anyway, yeah, no, it was, a, it was an exciting game. You know, the you got to give Will some credit here. Uh, for the last year and a half, Charles and myself for sure, uh, have really been touting the uh, the Jake Mayer fan club here, trying to get them to put him in because Bo's been so shitty. And uh, and Will goes, Mayer's not been proven. He's, we don't know what he is. He's an unknown and... He didn't perform all that well, and yada, 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 yada. And we went, yeah, yeah, no, he did pretty good. He's going to come into his own and everything else, and he may still do that. But so far from what we have seen, Will's bang on, 100%. This yep. guy was is just not – he's not a superstar. He's not an elite quarterback at this time. Could he be? Maybe. But he needs a – he's a little – I don't, don't want to say the word rusty because – that's not what it is. He's not refined yet. How's that? That's a better way he's to put it. He's beige. He's beige. That's what he is. Yeah. He's beige. He's not exciting at all. Yeah, and and with that being said, like he's not a fraud by any means. He's a right so, now I think he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. But you know what? He can legitimately legitimately throw the ball. Because I saw a couple of cannons on Saturday or Friday night, he can throw the ball with some velocity. Okay, I, I think he's just got to dial some things in, and that comes that comes with time, right? That simple. Absolutely. And a Calgary system. And a Calgary system. I, I happen to agree. I, he he has some potential here, and uh, let's let's hope that Dave can work with him in the off season. And uh, I don't really think Calgary's going that far in the playoffs. Um, uh, I'm hoping they don't. Uh, so uh, we'll see what happens, right? Let's put it this way: BC and Calgary are going to play in the first round of the playoffs. Whatever team wins, regardless of who it is. I'm going to be cheering for them against the Bombers. <laughs> Sorry, had to do that. Charles, what's your take on this Calgary-Hamilton game? I honestly knew what you were going to say before you said it. Uh, yeah, so yeah, of course. Hamilton a little bit won this game in spite of themselves because um, what's his name? Orlando Steinauer made a complete bonehead play earlier. I believe they were like third and a yard and third and a yard and a half in their own end, and they went for it, and they didn't get it. And that on the 20, was much on, the on, their 20. Own, on their own 20-yard line. And um, that basically handed the uh, Stampeders their go-ahead score. And I'm thinking, what a bonehead move. And I remember he was absolutely getting crushed on social media for that stupid call. Oh, yeah. But, hey, go turn around and get Dane Evans all the credit in the world to get that team back down the field and into the end zone in something like four or five plays. I don't know how uh, they did that because I thought Hamilton was um, 
I thought Hamilton was um, was dead to right, basically. They were pretty much done there. But they just um, they were able to move the ball downfield and get it into the end zone. Uh, I was actually surprised because I thought they were finished. I think a lot of people thought they were finished, but they weren't, and they ended up pulling it out. So i got to give them credit for doing that because it looked like they were dead in the water, but then... Uh, Bada-bing, bada-boom, they're back in the end zone, and they win for the first time in 18 years, almost two decades, without a win in Calgary. Okay, so it was actually third and two. Okay, third and two, yeah, on their own 20. It wasn't third and one. It was third and two, and they went from the shotgun. Right. What fucking idiot does that? And they had the lead. You know, they didn't need any more points. Punt the ball there. Kick the ball. Do some stupidity. Yeah, they were up by one, weren't they? Or were they up by three? They're up by. I they're think up they were up by, by three at the time. By two. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so giving up a safety right there Incredibly didn't make any stupid. sense. Incredibly stupid. No, so punt the ball and put some faith in your defense. If they were up by three, you take a two-point safety, you kick off from your 35, and you put them deep in their own zone, and you put your defense out there to stop them. That would have made sense. But they weren't up by three. They were only up by two. Would have tied the ball game. Right. Yeah, no, it was a it was a gut wrenching game, and uh, I kind of I, I was happy with the outcome. I thought it was cool that uh, Hamilton beat Calgary. I didn't expect it. Uh, it took some of the heat off of the BC Lions, but uh, shit, man, or, Orlando Steinauer tried to give that game away. He tried. He tried real hard to give it away. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, one thing that I've always been confused about the CFL, and everybody says that the final three minutes, anything can happen. You can get three touchdowns in the final three minutes, which is true. And we've seen it all happen, correct? Oh, sure, yeah. Why don't teams play like that the whole game? Why do they wait till the end of the game to play football? Why don't I think you come they out it, and play really hard in the first three minutes, 21 points? Because, because you know, they, they look, did it too early, they'd be exhausted. Kick, right? Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I just, I'm, I just, I've always said that. I just go, why, are, why do teams leave everything in the tank until the end and then it's too fucking late? Play harder football all game. Anyhow, it's my just my thoughts on that one. Okay, so now where are we here? Got to get over to Rudy, not Rudy. Sorry, Sparky. Sparky, what do you got here for me? There we are. So the final score on this one was thirty-five, thirty-two. Hamilton was up by three. That's right. Calgary went for the two-point convert and failed it. Right. Yes. And then Hamilton went for the two-point convert and made it. Yep. 
So I think Correct. Hamilton was only up by a point before that. Anyhow, beside the point. So total score was 67. Charles, you took Calgary. You got zeros. Will, you took Calgary. You got zeros. CJ, you took Calgary. You 60 points. You got 28 points there. Uh, Rudy, you took Calgary. 53. You got 14 points. I was the high man on that team with 28 points. Uh, out of that that game, I scored. I got more points than anybody else did, and I only got 28. Sad. Okay. Mm-hmm. The next game was uh, Toronto and in Edmonton. Now Toronto is not a good team. I've been saying that all year, and everybody and they keep fucking winning. And Ryan Dinwiddie is not a good coach, but he keeps fucking winning. And uh, Wait, but CJ, but not a good CJ, quarterback, but he keeps fucking winning. CJ, CJ, they have they, the top. They have the top. They have the top passing quarterback in the CFL right now. I know. It's only because Nathan okay. Rourke's taking oh. six games off. He just passed him like two weeks ago. I know. Nathan Rourke was in first or third place in quarterback passing for six weeks longer than he played. That's sad. That's how far ahead he was of everybody else. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyhow. Toronto went into Edmonton. Edmonton has not won a home game in two years. Two seasons. Three years. We, we missed a year there, right? Anyhow, and uh, Edmonton should have won this game. They didn't. This is another team that doesn't know how to win. And I would have thought by now Chris Jones would have taught them how to win. I'm, I'm I'm really disappointed in mm-hmm. the in the elk season. I really thought they would have they were going to do better than they did, and I know they're going to be better next year. I know it. Um, but it's just like oh shit, man! I just feel bad for the Elks fans right now. Their team sucks. Um, yeah, Charles, you're up first. You picked Toronto. What do you think? Well, every time you think that the Elks are going to win at home, they find some way to screw it up. And this was another, I mean, I've got to admit that I didn't see much of this game because I was en route to the Lions-Bombers game in, at BC Place, so I didn't get to see it. But to be perfectly honest, I don't know how they did not win this because uh, they led the entire game uh, almost start to finish. They had them basically down. Were they up by double digits in the second half? They were up quite a bit and then they still found a way to lose at home. I mean, it just if I'm a fan of them and it didn't look like they had much left from the pictures I saw, but I'm like, why am I going to bother going? This team's just going to find a way to lose no matter what. It's just absurd. And every time they look like they're going to win, 
they find a way to collapse. It's one thing after another. It's just bizarre. It's like they're cursed. I don't know what, how to explain don't, it, but... Uh, don't. What? What? Don't go there. I'm not talking they're about cursed. that name curse that those other goofballs are doing. I'm saying in general, uh, it just makes no sense. But, again, they didn't lose. And Toronto... If you're a true first-place team, you should destroy the uh, the Elks. You shouldn't even be close in the fourth quarter. But, uh, huh, I might regret those words Friday. You shouldn't um, be losing all games. No, you shouldn't. Yeah, I just I don't understand it. Toronto was lucky to win that one. They, If they were playing any other team in the West, they would have been destroyed. Pure and simple. Yep. That's pretty much all I got to say. Can't argue with that one. Rudy. Yeah, the game wasn't as exciting as the game in Calgary. Um, the one guy I brought there, he actually said the in-game atmosphere was better in Calgary. Um, I don't know. The game was close, but it, there was a lot of... You know, crappy plays wasn't uh, wasn't anything great. Uh, they just they can't seem to win a home game. Um, nice big stadium, but uh, yeah, Taylor Cornelius he got absolutely blown up. Uh, it looked like he was going to run it in for a touchdown, and uh, he basically got his heart ripped out of his chest. Or at least he got his spleen. Pretty good. Oh, it was his spleen. With his spleen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Trey Ford's going to be starting their last home game. I don't know if they're going to go two straight seasons without a win at home or uh, if they can uh, win one. I'm thinking they're not going to win. Well, I don't think anybody's picking them to beat BC. One of the CFL guys did. I can't remember which one. Rourke, Jamie Rourke and I picked the Riders to beat Calgary, so there's idiots everywhere. Rourke, mm-hmm. Rourke isn't back, right? No. No, he's not dressing this week. They they released the injury report this week, and he is out for set this week. Maybe next week, but he's out for this yeah, week. Yeah, he's up. Yeah. Yeah, there's so a maybe possibility he'll play in he'll Winnipeg. be in for Winnipeg game. He's yeah. a long ways away, I think, yeah. still, hey? What's that? He's a long ways I don't, away. Who, Rourke? Yeah. I don't know. He's. I saw some video a of long him the other day. He was, he was moving around pretty good. We'll see, but I mean, he looked okay from what I saw. I mean, he may not be a hundred percent, but he seemed to be moving around pretty good the other day in practice. He practiced Charles, the game all week this wearing, week. Charles, were you wearing were you wearing your glasses? <laughs> no, why? Because I saw a video too, and he moves like I do. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe it's beside different videos. I don't know.
I there there there's there's something I can say about that, but I'm just I'm just going to leave it alone. That's probably a good idea. You, you go ahead, CJ. Go ahead, CJ. I've always said I've always said that, great uh, Nathan Rourke said, who, who's our, our offensive coordinator? What's his name? Jordan McKissick? Yes. Is that is it McKissick? McKissick or something like that. McKissick? Something like that. Anyhow, uh, Nathan Rourke said he is not going to play until he can play football so that McCusick does not have to shorten his playbook. Okay? So he's not going to come out if he is not capable of running any and every play in the playbook. And, you know, there's so many people who are going, oh, why would you be risking him, this and that? I don't think that Nathan Rourke would be putting himself into jeopardy right now with a career that with the potential career that he could have if he if he didn't feel a hundred percent or confident enough that he could play football without being re injured, that he wouldn't do it. I don't think the PC Lions would put him out there if he wasn't ready, and I don't think the doctors would clear him if he wasn't ready. So, you know, all those people, all those armchair quarterbacks or armchair coaches to think that they know better about this injury, this injury which I didn't even know could fucking exist before. Guy got got some kind of sprain in his foot and they had to operate. Who 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 does that? Uh, anyhow, um, Nathan Rourke can come back and play football sometime. Anyhow, uh, we're talking Edmonton and uh, Toronto right now, right? Are we not finished that game? Mm-hmm. Toronto, William, did you go on this? You didn't go on this one yet. You wanna? No, I'm pretty. I'll be pretty quick. Don't care. Didn't watch it. We wouldn't waste my time. We had a dinner party on Saturday night, so I couldn't watch it. So, besides, it was Edmonton. Yeah, but you usually PVR them and watch it later. Yeah, but I didn't even because I just I thought it was a waste of time. I'm I mean, I'm ecstatic that there's a very good possibility that Saskatchewan's not gonna make the playoffs this year. And I'm probably just as happy knowing that Edmonton is not gonna make the playoffs because I hate both those teams. So but I didn't watch it. I just I just didn't have yep. time. Yeah, and that was the okay. worst game of the three on that trip. By far. So, Toronto 28, Edmonton 23, total point scores 51. Charles, you took Toronto at 50 points. You're out by one. You got 140 on that score. That was awesome and amazing. Okay? Yep. Um, William, you picked Edmonton. Why the fuck did you pick Edmonton? I don't know. Because I'm trying to I'm trying to stay ahead of Charles. That's why. Yeah, didn't do very well with that. Didn't help you. Um, Didn't do very well this week. No, CJ picked Edmonton. Didn't do so well there. Got 24 points. 
Rudy Ticcarano, 124. Why not? I kind of thought they would win at home, especially at Toronto. I don't think Toronto's that good of a team. That's why I picked Edmonton. Besides, I kind of feel Toronto's sorry for the Alps. I don't like Toronto. I don't like the city. I don't like anything about it. The only thing I like about it is the Argo Lifers. Okay, anyhow, Toronto's last game bad. of the week here. We got Toronto's a piece of shit. How could you say anything else? I fucking hate it. No, the I football the team. The football team's not very good, no. Their hockey team's They're not average. very good. Their soccer team's not very good. What do they have that's any good? Basketball's not a bad team, but hey. Baseball, they fucking suck. Toronto's losers all around. When 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 you've got a city, the largest city in Canada, and the best team that you have in there is the Argos? My God. I think I'm just going to go to the ballet or something. Okay, so um, that's finished. We're off to the last game of the week, which was the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The dominant, the dominant 14-2 and two Winnipeg Blue Bombers coming into B.C. to play the Lions, who were at the time, what were they, 11-6? and six? Something like that, I don't know. 11-5. Um, and, five. and uh, God, I, I watched most of this game. I, I, I think what happened was halfway through it, I got a fire call and I had to go out. And which kind of was depressing, so I was watching the fire. I was at the fire, and uh, actually it was a rollover accident. And uh, and I was uh, listening to it on a Sirius XM. So that's what I can say about that. So anyhow, Charles, you're at the game. Talk to us about Winnipeg and B.C. This was an excellent game. It was an excellent atmosphere, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this game. Uh, got a little close, for, a little too close for my uh, comfort towards the end of the game, but it was enjoyable uh, right from the beginning. Uh, I know pe- what people are going to say. Oh, we rested a bunch of players. The Bombers rested a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Caleros didn't play, uh, and I think they rested a couple of offensive linemen. Uh, but let's see, um, the, the most of their receivers were playing, top of the receivers were playing, their running backs were playing, a large portion of their first team defense is playing, which is supposed to be the best in the league. Oh, their so, entire first yeah, team defense. Their entire yeah. first team defense. So and it BC was still 40 points. 40 points on their top line defense. So before people go jumping and saying, saying oh, well, we, we rested a bunch of guys. Yeah, you rested a few of your defense. Your key offensive guys, I get that, but hey, I mean, when you look at uh, what's his face, the, the quarterback they had in there, um, uh, what was his name, Mumbly Joe? Um, who was their quarterback the other night? Oh. Drew something. Drew Brown. Drew Brown. He didn't play poorly. He passed for over three hundred yards. So. Their offense didn't do all that poor. I mean, he did throw two pick sixes. That wasn't uh, anything to write home about. He had his ups and his downs, but he held his own. So, yeah, the Lions played really well in this game. He scored three passes. 
Yeah, he did. Right. Well, three TV, TV passes. Yeah. Three. So I got to say, the Lions played pretty well in this game. Um, what? What you don't want to do giving a team uh, going into the playoffs is you don't want, a, want to give a team confidence. And I'll just give you a quick example of this. In 1994, the Stampeders with Doug Flutie, they finished 15-3. Very last game of the season, the Lions, they beat the Lions. They played pretty much all of their team. They beat the Lions, but they only beat them by one point. Now, this is coming off two or three years when this team routinely hammered the Lions every time they played them. So the Lions, they beat the Lions again, but they only beat them by a point on a late field goal. And they gave that 94 Lions team confidence. So when it came to the Western Final, that team had the confidence that they could play with Calgary. And what happens? They go into Calgary and upset them. They, the Bombers already lost this last game to the Lions. Let's say the Lions next week go into Winnipeg and win again. Maybe they rest some more starters again, but the Lions win again. Then you've got the Lions beating the Bombers two, t- twice out of three games. You're giving this team confidence that they can beat you. So even if you get to the Western Final and you've got the Lions coming in and you've got the full um, lineup in there, you've got a team now, though, that's saying to themselves, look, we beat this team twice. Uh, two out of three times we played them, we know we can beat this team. So you're giving the team confidence uh, for later in the end. Don't underestimate a confident team. When you get confidence, it does something to you uh, in any work. So, hey, this could be a very a big win for the Lions. Now, we'll have to wait and see how it goes. But, yeah, they lost them, but they still beat them, and they could beat them again next week. And then you've got a situation where this team is confident they can beat it, and that can have an effect on a team's psyche going into a game. So we'll have to wait and see how that turns out. But, hey, it could end up being a big one for the Lions. Having said that, the game itself was an enjoyable game. The event was an enjoyable game. Lions had their second biggest crowd of the year in that, for that game. So I really enjoyed it. And it was a good game. And uh, let's see what happens going forward. So that was the last BC Lions home game until the playoffs. Right. If uh, we're playing uh, they away may, yeah. in Edmonton and away in Winnipeg. Okay. William, Winnipeg, BC. Think of this football yes, game. Yes, sir. You had a well, dinner party. Did you watch um, it? Um, no. Not that night, but I did watch it the next day. Um, okay. I'm that not going to. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disagree with anything Charles said. Okay. Um, but bottom line, bottom line, is Zach Claris was not playing. That's all you got to say. It's like Nathan Rourke not playing for BC. It's a completely different team. Okay. I don't care if he threw for 300 yards. Does that tell you something that BC's defense isn't that good? I, I I don't know. I will agree with Charles that confidence is a is a pretty pretty amazing thing. But I'll also go back to 1994, whatever Charles was talking about. Doug Flutie did not play well in the snow ever. 
ever, ever, ever. Okay? So that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, you know what? Confidence is an amazing thing, but I still think Winnipeg is way more confident when Zach Hilaris is in there. And, uh, I mean, we got we got some good playoff teams to games to look forward to. And uh, I was going to say, and, and please, please, please don't look past the Calgary Stampeders. Because if you do that, they're probably going to kill you. That's all I'm going to say. Is that fair? Okay, Rowdy. This was not a game you got to see live, yeah. was it? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't care. I uh, was watching the Elks game, and then I went and watched the Oilers-Flames game. Um <laughs> Yeah, Caleros didn't play. Uh, I didn't think they were going to win this game. Uh didn't matter to them. Uh, the whole confidence thing, too, I, I don't know how much that will matter with this group come playoff time. Um, but you guys think BC is going to march through the the Western uh, semifinal? Well, I don't know how well they'll play in cold weather come uh, almost end of November in Manitoba. But... Uh, We'll see what happens. I didn't see the game, so it uh, sounds like it was exciting. And, uh, yeah, I'll be watching the game in a few weeks in Winnipeg, uh, either on TV or I'll go to the game. What's going on here? I don't know. Silence for a second. Who's next? What? I just said. Probably you. I think so. Not except for you. Me, I was excited about this game. This was well, well played game. I, I enjoyed it immensely. Uh, Terry Williams. Wow. Wow. What a pickup. Yeah. This is the, finally the first time the Lions uh, look like they had a return game. And, oh, I guess and, and Jerry, amazing didn't return game. The Bombers returned for a touchdown as well. Yes, they did. In fact, though two teams set a CFL record for most special teams yardage in a single game. Oh, nice. Oh. But, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Like, Winnipeg didn't dress uh, for their starting offensive linemen, and We'll see what happens down the stretch here. Don't make excuses. You lost the fucking game. Get over it. Oh, I'm not disappointed they lost. We won won the last. So, it's been a good regular season. I'm looking forward to playoffs. I think we all are. Yeah. Okay, so the final score was Winnipeg 32, PC 40, 72 points. Charles picked PC. You got 100. Will, you took Winnipeg. You got zero points. PC, CJ took PC. I got 100. I should have gone with 60. I don't know why I did. I did which was 42 shit. Rudy, you took BC. You got 100. So uh, let's nip over here, and I'll go look at this thing that Sparky makes for me. And week 19, Will... And let's make sure that didn't change. Yep. Will, you got 128, 26 points. 
Charles, you got 246. Rudy got 338. And CJ was 152, slightly better than Will. Uh, so totals now. Will, you just crossed the 6,000 point mark, 6,096. Charles, you're at 5938. And uh, Rudy is at 5622. And CJ's dropped off to 5434. Okay, so that's it. That's the standing. It's over. And it's uh, uh, it's the way it is. Okay, so now um, this week's games. What are we gonna do? Let's let's figure them out. I haven't even written them down yet. Sparky did give me this wonderful little sheet that I'm supposed to look at, so I will look at it, and we'll go off. And the first game up, we got Ottawa and Hamilton. Ottawa into Hamilton. What are you gonna do here, Charles? Ooh, this is a tough one. Well, not really, because uh, quite frankly, Ottawa winning uh, and getting into the playoff, to me, that's a pipe dream. I don't think that's happening. Hamilton's going to be on a high after that big win last week in against um, Calgary, and they're really there at the uh, on the um, on the edge of a playoff spot, and I think they're they're hugely motivated, and I think Hamilton wins this one, I think. You think? Yeah, no, I'm going to say Hamilton's going to win this one, and I'll say 46 points. Charles has taken the hammer at 46. William, what are you doing here? Um, Ottawa, Hamilton. Yeah, shit. I'm going to say Hamilton, 45. Will's going with Hamilton at 45. Rudy, what are you doing? Hamilton, 48. Hamilton, 48. And CJ has taken Ottawa at 42. Got to make something here. Got to make some 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 points back. Mm-hmm. Uh, BC Edmonton. Wow, this one's going to be a tough one to pick. Charles, what are you doing? Oh boy, 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 boy. Hmm, this is a tough one. Hmm. It is. Yeah. Who do I pick in this one? Oh, what the hell! I'm going to go out. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and pick the Lions to win this one. Uh, they've slaughtered Edmonton twice this year. Now I don't know if they're going to be quite that dominant, but I'm going to go BC um, 52. Yep. 52. William. Oh fuck! I don't know. <laughs> I mean, will Edmonton players be playing for jobs? Or does it really even matter matter to them anymore? It won't matter at this point. Um, BC is playing for home field. Yeah, not really, though. What do you mean? Well, not really. This game means something to BC. 
I, well, it does, I guess. You're right. You're right. Okay, well, in that case, you made my mind up. I'm going to say DC 50. Okay. And Rudy? DC 40. 49. <clears throat> and CJ's going to take BC at 60. The next game, we have the Toronto Argonauts into Montreal to play the Alouettes. Oh, this is a tough game to pick. It is. It really is. Um, Charles, you're up first. Argonauts, Alouettes. Both teams are fighting for home playoff and a bye. Hmm. Yeah. Right? Hmm. Yeah. You know what? It's up for grabs. This game is where? Is this in Toronto or Montreal? I can't remember. It's uh, Montreal. In Montreal. You know what? I'm going with Montreal. I, want, I think it's going to come down to a um, the final week to decide who is first place. I think it would be a good way that way. So I'm going to take Montreal to win this one at home because uh, I think they're also on a high um, from beating Calgary last week. No, they didn't beat Calgary last week. Hamilton did. Never mind. I forget I said that. Hamilton they beat did. Ottawa. Yeah, Montreal beat Ottawa. Sorry. And, and nobody's on the um, for beating Ottawa. No, that's just that's just a day at the beach, basically. Uh, but I'm still especially picking Montreal by, at home. Especially by four points. <laughs> yeah. I'll take Montreal um, 42 points. 42. You really yes. take it 42? Yes. Take. Really? Asshole. William. You're welcome. I I don't know. I don't know. But I guess. Yeah, shit. I hate picking Montreal, but I hate picking Toronto. <sighs> Let's go Montreal 40. Montreal 40. Okay. And Rudy? Uh, Charles, it will come down to the last week regardless, and uh, that is why I am going to pick Toronto 57. Toronto 57. Okay. Well, just because Rudy did that, I'm going with Montreal. And I'm going to go 60 points. Okay, the last game is the Calgary-Saskatchewan game. And this is in Ryderville. Charles? I can't pick. I mean, they're starting Mason fine for crying out loud. Yeah, they're starting Mason fine. I don't care if they're in Saskatchewan. Mason Fine has not beaten the Calgary Stampeders, in, in my opinion. I don't see that happening at all. I'm picking Calgary to win this 150 points. Okay. William. Yeah, this is a scary game because, you know, I guarantee you Calgary is going to be tuned in. And once if BC wins... I mean, what's the motivation for Calgary? 
other than playing Saskatchewan and beating the fucking... Not losing to the Riders. Saskatchewan. Yeah, well... Um, Eliminating them? I'm sorry. I don't think there's another team in the league that when they come into your building, your, you, your team wants to beat them more. Hey, I was just going to mention. Just to shut up the subject, green fans. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to mention, since uh, okay. we're on this subject, guys, um, we, were just, we were debating whether or not Cody Fajardo was a good quarterback. Well, um. He, uh, for yardage, he beat out, uh, he beat out Nathan Rourke <laughs> by, uh, by, uh, I don't know, 60 yards, but, but he played six more games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cody is not a good quarterback. Okay? He's not a good quarterback. Anyways... Oh, I got to go with Calgary. Let's go with Calgary, and let's go 45. Okay, Rudy, who are you picking here? Uh, CJ, there is a team that likes beating Saskatchewan more than uh, Calgary, and that would be uh, Winnipeg in uh, Winnipeg. Um, uh, that is why. You didn't hear what I said. Cody for Jeff. You you did you didn't understand what I said. What did you say? I said there is not a team in the league that does not like to beat Saskatchewan in their own building. Well, whatever. Cody Fajardo isn't starting. That is why I got the Riders. Winning and uh, 56 is going to be my score. You're taking Saskatchewan at 56? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I got Calgary then. I'm all over that one. And I'll take Calgary at 60 points. I'll be happy with that one. What a, <laughs> what a sigh of relief on that one. I'll be happy at that one, he says. What if they win? Who, Saskatchewan? Not a fucking hope. Well what you know what you know what I think's gonna happen? I think B C is gonna win Friday night. And then that Calgary game doesn't matter. And then they're gonna play both. But so what? Bo's a better quarterback than Mason Fine. Bo yeah, with but one arm answered. tied behind his back is a better quarterback than Mason Fine. And if even if it's a throwing arm. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But Saskatchewan's playing for their playoff lives. They got to win both games. And if Hamilton That's, loses yeah, both, if Hamilton wins one game, it's over for them. No. If, if Hamilton beats Ottawa tomorrow night or Friday night. The game means nothing to the Riders. They're done. No, that's They're not golfing. true. Because it, no, because that, the, if Hamilton beats um, um, who are they playing? Hamilton beats Ottawa. And, Ottawa. Um, yeah, and, and Saskatchewan beats Calgary. 
they would still be tied going into the last week. So Saskatchewan yeah. isn't beaten because they could still potentially beat Calgary again and have Hamilton lose. So that would not clinch it. Yeah, like if Hamilton if Hamilton loses one game and Sask somehow somehow wins both games, which they I don't think they will, then they'll make the like they'll be a crossover. Because they're tied right now. Be different if Saskatchewan if Hamilton was two points up. Yeah. Be different if both teams didn't suck. That too. Okay. I I'm not arguing. Where are we? Let's let's move on to something important here. Are we talking football yet? Well, there's, uh, there's no uh, valid yeah, argument really to be made. Thank you for that little bit of wisdom. <laughs> Blue Bomber signed Zach Caleros to a three-year contract worth $1.8 million contract extension with $250,000 worth of guaranteed money in 2025. Now, I have a question for you, and I think it's going to Charles. Okay. He has, he's got his third year of the contract, he has guaranteed money. He doesn't have guaranteed money before that. Does he have to play the other two years first to get that guaranteed money, or is he guaranteed that money no matter what? Um, They're calling it guaranteed money. Bel- so let's, let's just say he slips on a banana peel next week and he's he concussed and he's not playing anymore. I believe you have to play to that year. No, 500000 of his contracts guaranteed every year. That's how they set it up for him. No, it's not. That's not. No, it's yeah, not. It's not, it's not how it's set up. It's not. It says right in the. It says right in the article. Two hundred and fifty thousand guaranteed. In, it's in, not five hundred thousand. They don't do. Yeah, in the third year, they don't do. Uh, that's not how the CFL does guaranteed contract. They never had guaranteed contracts until this year, and right now they're only partially guaranteed, and it's not in the first and it, year. And nothing in the first year. Okay, There's sorry. No so five in the first year. So half a mil is guaranteed in the final year, though, of his contract. No, well, it's two hundred and fifty thousand. That's not what I've seen. So where do, where are you getting this information from, Rudy? Because it's it's contrary to what everything I've seen on it. Right. Me too. Well, it was on. Yeah, it was on Twitter. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a reliable source. <laughs> Silly us. I'm reading directly from this article, or looking directly at this article. According to the this Claris will be paid $600,000 annually for a total of 1.8 over three years, 
through the 2025 season. 250000 of his 500000 base salary is guaranteed in the final year of the contract. So it's half of his base salary, which is 250000 Not It's not half a million, because half a million is the base salary. Great. So it's a six... What's that? He's only going off that half a million base salary. Okay. Yes, but he's going to be getting. Do you have a point? uh, No, I'm just saying they're giving him a $300,000 signing bonus. Yeah, it's 100000 for each year. That's why it's $600,000 annually, because it's $500,000 for the base salary, and then I'm guessing the other $100,000 is a signing bonus. Yeah. He's got a signing bonus, and then he's got a, a, a bonus that comes due in March or whenever, just like every right. other contract, whether they pay him or not, whether they're going to play him the next season. So that's the same thing. So he gets $100,000 per year as a bonus. His base salary is 500. Half of that base salary, $250,000, is guaranteed in the final year of the contract only. Right. His only guaranteed money is $250,000 in the third year if he makes it to the third year. He gets $100,000 up front right now, so I guess you could say that that's guaranteed money this year. But that's yeah, it. the the yeah. The hundred thousand next year is not guaranteed. But if he got hurt, I don't think uh I feel like they'd keep him. Like I don't think they'd cut him anyway. Well, there's no reason to play him next year. Why would you pay him the guarantee? Just release him. Well, if you hope he'd be making a comeback. Because they have him under contract. Yeah, well, he'll be doing it with another team then because that's a lot of money to have in the, somebody who's not capable of playing football anymore. Hypothetical situation, of course. Okay. Let's move on. What are we moving on to? Because that's... I mean, it's not the biggest contract that we've seen in the CFL. So we'll see what happens. And we've seen, although we've seen big contracts handcuff teams in the past few years, we saw both Bowley by Mitchell and Mike Riley get paid big contracts and end up both taking pay cuts because their big salaries were hampering their team from signing other players. So. Will this happen in uh, Winnipeg? I don't know because, uh, of course, this is a smaller. They they got over 700000 He's getting 600000 So, But we'll see if that, uh, if that uh, happens. I'm actually surprised. I honestly thought that the Bombers would play the season. If Claris won the Grey Cup again, he would hang him up because why wouldn't you? Well, what's better than going out after winning three uh, straight Grey Cups? Winning well, Rudy's going to say win four. Four. Win four. Okay, five, six. <laughs> but the law of, aver- law of averages says that's not going to happen. True that. True no. that. No. If, I if, think if that's unlikely. Or two, uh, 
Okay, then, you want then, then the five hundred, then happy. the five or six hundred thousand dollars he's going to get a season. That also makes a difference, right? So, yeah, it's all about the money. It's always about the money. Well, he said he might move to Winnipeg now. Hey, can I can I can I do a shout out to somebody real quick? Since we're here and we're sure. not talking okay. about much. Today, Colton Huncheck of the Calgary Stampeders won the Herm Harrison Award, which is a Calgary Stampeder team award. It's for uh outstanding contributions uh to the community. Um he works with uh he works with lots of sick kids and kids groups. And, uh, I mean, he doesn't get to play much on the Stampeders. He was the last overall pick in the 2019 draft. But he's making an impact in a different way. So I just thought I wanted to, I wanted to throw that out there, which is pretty cool, which is pretty cool for him. Yeah, very so, that, And that's go. the player. That's not the dad. No, that's the player. That's the player. Well, you always so, like to see guys like that uh, contributing to the community. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, he works with kids a lot because uh, actually Dave Dickinson, they asked Dave Dickinson about it, and he's known Colton Hunchak since he was 12 years old because he used to go to Dave Dickinson's quarterback camps all the time. So it was kind of neat that he got a little bit of recognition. So there you go. Thank you. Well, good for him. Yeah. He, he started a lot more last year, didn't he, Will? What was that? He started a lot more what last year, didn't he? He's, he's never started. Yeah. He's never started. He's never started. Oh. He's played in every game, but he's never started. So. He, he played okay. a lot more last year. This year he's, he's, he's been put on the bench a lot more, and probably because of Philpot. Yeah, that's the other reason. I mean, they they always play their number one draft pick more than everybody else, and apparently there's some other reasons which I will not discuss. So, you think he's gone next year, Will? Well, who knows? He likes playing in Calgary. I mean, uh, but I think he'd like to play. Who knows? You never know what they offer him, right? Yeah. If you if you look at you if you look at Calgary's record of keeping Canadian receivers around, it's not very good. No. No, and it hasn't came to bite them in the ass. Right. Any but will. That's because Canadian yes. receivers believe that they're worth a hell of a lot more than what they are. And so they well, ask yes, the world. And a lot of so times... So if he's realistic time, in his valuation of his play, then he could stay in Calgary. Yes, but a lot of times, and and that's why I think he will probably stay here, a lot of times receivers go back to where they came from, Okay. Brad Sinopoli was a perfect example. He went back to Ottawa the first chance he got. 
Um, Hergie Mayala, who plays for Montreal, he was their first-round pick two years ago. He went back to Montreal as quick as he could. Um, Atunde Delake, he went back to Hamilton as soon as he could. So these guys are all, you know, they like to be in their home provinces. So that's why I think he may, he may stay here. He may stay here. That's what. That's why in two years I think the Philpott twins are going to be in BC. Yes, I I was going to say a hundred percent. Yeah, a lot of people think the Philpotts will both be in BC. Yep. Well, and it's and it is pretty cool. I sit, I still I sit close to Colton Hunjack's family, and his father comes to the football games. His mother comes to the football games. His grandmother comes to the football games. All his aunts come to the football games. So, so you know, why wouldn't you stay here? So, oh, is he yeah. great from Calgary, Will? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's an absolute no-brainer. Absolutely. And Nathan Rourke is from Victoria. And in, and in reality, I mean, I think the only reason Stampeders drafted him was because Dave Dickinson was familiar with him. So. Well, they got him in but, the last round. No, no, they got Which him is, in the last. He was he was the last pick of 2019. But I was going to say, which is kind of yeah. weird because I always thought that Dave Dickinson didn't care about Canadian players. Yeah, but you still need them on your roster, Charles. So. You do. So. And, 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 Charles, and, during the draft, there really is only Canadian players to pick from. Well, I, I guess that's well, the point. And the, and the other thing, the other thing is – there was that period of time where we were where people were only dressing two quarterbacks. Okay, Colton Hunchek was always their third string quarterback if they needed one, because he also played. Okay. He played. Uh, he played quarterback in high school. He didn't play quarterback in university, but Dave Dickinson knew him from high school. So. Well, that's a. That's a good thing. I mean, there's that, that's always yeah. nice to have a trump card. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, can we move on now? Yes, we can. Okay. So, Mason Fine will start a quarterback for the Riders against Calgary Stampeders on Saturday after practicing with the first-team offense for a second consecutive day, head coach Craig Dickinson revealed after practice, we need a spark. We feel like Mason's done a good job of getting ready and staying ready, said Dickinson. We just need to be better on offense. No shit. We're not scoring enough points. No shit. We need to score more, and that involves, involves all of us. But we feel like maybe Stop a laughing. different quarterback Stop can laughing, give us TK. give teams a little different look and hopefully score a few more points. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't stop laughing. Oh. Dickinson thought long and hard over this. And then Fajardo, the putts, because I have no other words to, there's a lot of other words. He gets in and does this press conference thing that says that he hopes that some team out there wants him. (sighs) Why would you say something so stupid? When you are the number one quarterback at a team, do you think that Saskatchewan is not going to sign him for next year? They have nobody else. There's nobody else available. The only hope that they have is that BC puts Vernon Adams on the market. And I don't know if I would do that. Why do you come out and say something so stupid? Because he's a football player. Because he's a football player, he's not smart. I don't think I don't think you're going to sign him now. No. No. Why would you? No. But the big question that I have is, who's going to sign him? I don't know. He came off sounding like he was so feeling sorry for himself. It, it, it was so it, to me, it's unprofessional the way he came off. You know, he, you're still part of the team, and hell, who knows? Mason Fine gets hurt; they still might need you. So shut up. Say how you're going to be uh, be an adult. Throw your support behind the guy and be quiet. Like I said, he could take some lessons from Paul Levi. You don't go off and saying, oh, woe is me. Grow up. He did, but he did. He did. He, he, he went off and said, oh, my poor life. Oh, fuck. William, you got to have fun with this. Come on. What do you got to say? Well... Okay, so sorry. I I just I just don't like the guy. I've never liked the guy. Um, I I don't no. think he's a. I, I I don't know. He's just not my cup of tea. Um, you know, he. I I remember in 2019, I was at Grey Cup Week, and I was in the Saskatchewan room. And Cody Fajardo was there signing autographs and making speeches about how wait till next year to see how good the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are going to be because he threw the ball and it hit the upright, and that changed their whole season. And I was sitting there thinking, wow, this guy's a jamoke. Okay, sorry, just my opinion. And and he's proved in the last two what, years. What's a jamoke? Um, how can I explain it to you? I've never heard this term before. I can't explain it to you. I just can't explain it to you. He's a Chet. He's a Chet. Have you heard the word Chet? 
No. No? Nope. Okay. Okay, it's a Manitoba thing, I guess. Anyways, um, he's just not, he's just not, uh, he, he, he's still, after what he's, he's been in the league, five years? He's been in the league five years? He will always be a run first, throw the pass second kind of guy. And and a lot of quarterbacks get past that in their time, and they become competent direct back passers. And I don't think Cody has the skills to do that. So and and I mean it it also it also makes a difference that he plays in Saskatchewan. That's the other reason I don't like him. But I just don't think uh, I thought I thought. Saskatchewan had some way better options for quarterback when they did sign this guy. And, hey, you know, I mean, let's face it. They traded Zach Kolaris to Toronto. And look what happened to Zach's career. <laughs> Winnipeg has a career quarterback. So, just saying. I, I just don't think Zach was the right choice. You know, how you can go from the BC Lions backup quarterback to the starter in Saskatchewan? Like, do they not have eyes to watch this guy? Because I don't think he's that good. Anyways, that's all. I don't want to put the guy so, down too much, but... So the way that I always look at quarterbacks is a team has three of them. Sometimes they only dress two, but they have three, usually three quarterbacks <sighs> on their team. The third string guy is a short yardage guy, and that's all he will ever be, okay? If he gets to actually play some downs and, and, and throw the ball, he's very fortunate. But the third string guy is just there to get a yard, okay? And that's the way it's always been. Number one starter is your starter. He's your franchise guy. He's the guy that's going to earn you the money. Second place guy is the apprentice. He's the guy that you hope will take over your team if your number one guy goes down, okay? That's my philosophy on quarterbacks in the CFL. Does anybody argue, do you have a, 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 an alternative to that, or do you agree with it? I agree with it, and in my mind, yeah. Cody Fajardo is the short yardage quarterback. Okay, so... I think he'd be. A, I, I could. I think he'd be second string. Mike Riley. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, here, here's my problem with that, Charles. He was a second string guy in BC. BC did not see any promise for him taking over the first place position. So at that point in time, nope. they let him go. Fair enough. No, you're arguing with me, or no, you agree with that. No, I agree with you. That's fair enough. So, BC did not think that he had the capability of being able to take over their team in a pinch. Okay? So, Saskatchewan picked him up for their number two guy. Okay? Which is normal because Saskatchewan usually picks up BC's garbage. So, which is fine. And then what happens? Zach Caleros gets injured. You have to elevate your number two guy. Cody Fajardo becomes the starter. And Saskatchewan at that point in time 
was actually a pretty good football team. That was 2019. Chris Jones had just left, and uh, they mean they were a damn good team. And went did they win the Western Division that year? I think they did because they were 13 and five. They won the West. And Cody Fajardo went. What's that? I said they won the West. Yes, they did. They won the West. Yeah. Okay. So Cody yeah. Fajardo won the West, but it wasn't Cody Fajardo winning the West any more than it's Zach Caleros has won so many games in Winnipeg or Bo Levi Mitchell was the number one, uh, won the most games from a rookie. It, it, it's the team. The fucking team did it, okay? Uh, Winnipeg is an outstanding team right now. Calgary was an amazing team. Calgary, or Saskatchewan in 2019 was an awesome team. And they just grabbed Cody Fajardo. They could have done that with Drew Willie. In 2019, BC, or uh, not BC, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, and Calgary were all very good. Yep. So, you know, and, and, there's just, and Saskatchewan has gone downhill ever since. Coaching? Probably. Quarterbacking? Most definitely. Player personnel? Of course. Scouting. You lost the. You, you lost the main person. You lost Chris Jones, and you didn't pay attention to what he was doing. <clears throat> that team is going south real fast. Mhm. <sighs> they already gone. Will the Riders organization clean out in the off season? Does Craig Dickinson have a job? Jeremy O'Day have a job? Craig Reynolds have a job? I don't know. This franchise seems like it's a mess. I think think Reynolds will be pressured to fire them or he won't have a job. Well, he'll fire them with no problems at all. But should that happen? I mean, Craig Reynolds is a ditch pig. I have no respect for that man at all. I mean, he should not be in a position of power that he is. No. Okay. Well, they're going to clean house. Nathan Fine is... Mason Fine is going to take over quarterbacking for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders when they play the Calgary Stampeders in Saskatchewan Saturday evening. We'll all be watching that game. I think it's an mm-hmm. exciting game. I, you know, doesn't matter if BC wins and Hamilton wins. I still say that it's an important game for both Calgary and Saskatchewan. And it's just, it's got to happen. It's going to be an exciting game. Well, I, I don't know why you, you, you don't think this is going to be any good. Nobody's got anything to play for. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Not if BC wins. It's a moot point. 
Calgary has to have some own. pride in the fact that they they want to come out with 12 or 13 wins in the or sorry, 11 or 12 wins well, in the season. I, I, I so they have to I play. Don't think, I don't think – I don't think Calgary's going to fold over and lay down for them, okay? <laughs> okay, because <laughs> nobody wants to lose to Saskatchewan. Fuck. But especially exactly. the quarterback, because they, they also they also they also interviewed Dave Dickinson today and said, "So, what do you think of uh, um, this fines guy and Dave?" All he did was smile, and he says, I know what kind of quarterback he is. That's all he'd say. Okay, so <laughs> I think I think Calgary's defense, I think Calgary's defense will fuck him up, okay? So we shall, we shall see because, I mean, let's face it. They have a – Saskatchewan has a shitty old line right now as well. Okay, so – Yes. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Saskatchewan's had a shitty O line since 2019. Yeah, they have. It hasn't been the best. He's, he's no. not going to have enough time to think back there. People always mm-hmm. talk about a quarterback, but they lost uh, Bladick, Blake, Labatt. New felt. Okay, I, I'm I'm done with this. Let's let's move on to something interesting. Do we have anything interesting? Taylor Cornelius is to miss Edmonton Elks' final game against the BC Lions after becoming hospitalized with a spleen injury. Like that's serious. You don't want to fuck around with your spleen. No kidding. And this happened in the this happened in a football game. So he's done for the season, and they're bringing back Trey Smith. Is it Trey, Trey Ford? Smith, Trey Ford. Trey Ford. Trey Ford is coming back now. He was the quarterback that started out the season. And actually had a lot of promise. This is the Canadian kid, right? So we That's had right. three Canadian kids playing quarterback at the same time. We had Nathan Rourke, Michael O'Connor, and Trey Ford. And he did pretty good. He was not in the shadow. Well, everybody's in the shadow of the North with Nathan Rourke. But he did a pretty good job, and then he got injured. And this is his first game back. So I got some confidence in Edmonton right now. I don't want to see them beat BC, but, you know, it wouldn't disappoint me if they did. Just just my two cents worth. I mean, they got to beat Edmonton, otherwise they're not going to get the play, home playoff game. So, Well, that's uh, not true either. No, when it's not. Even, even, if they even if they lose Edmonton, they can still get the second. Go on. When Taylor Cornelius took that hit, it looked like his heart stopped for a minute. For a minute? How how, how does this... Never mind. 
Okay, so he's he's done. He's hurt. He's in the hospital. I don't know if he's still in the hospital. But yeah, this is the spleen injury is not a, a, a good in, a good injury at all. You need your spleen. This is what uh, counteracts um, infections. Not a good thing. That that's not a career-ending injury so much as it is a life-debilitating injury, which would not be good. Nobody wants to see that. Okay. William. Yes. Do you have have any comments on Taylor Cornelius or Trey Ford or Edmonton Elks? Well, you know what? From what I I saw of Trey Ford, he looked pretty good. But we only had a small sample, and then he got hurt. Right. Um, and and I like Cornelius. I I think you know what? If Trey Ford works out and Cornelius is back next year because he did sign a contract, they're going to have a a pretty decent uh, quarterback uh, room. So, but we shall see. And yeah, spleen injury is quite serious. I mean, you can live without your spleen. Because people do get them removed, but uh, to get that in a football game is pretty tough. I'd have to look and see where your spleen is in your body. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I'm not going to make a guess on that one. I thought it was somewhere where you, like with your kidneys. Yeah, it serves a purpose. I'm not sure what it does. What the spleen? No, I'm saying it's location. I think it's where the kidney with the kidney somewhere. But I, I could no, be no, wrong they say on that the spleen, one. I'm not the my spleen, anatomy the spleen, thing is not good. The, listen, listen to me. The spleen is the fist-sized I, organ in the upper left side of your abdomen next to your stomach oh, okay. and behind your left ribs and behind your left ribs it's an important part okay. of the immune system yes it's part of the immune system yes. but you can but you can survive without it that's true yeah but you got to do drugs and appar- apparently the liver can take over for many of the spleen's functions so you got to love the liver. It does all sorts of wonderful things. allows you to drink. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we've pretty much covered the playoff picture, haven't we? We, we pretty much yeah. discussed it the whole, yeah. Toronto and, Toronto and Montreal are fighting over top spot in the Eastern Division. If Montre- if Toronto wins both games, Montreal can actually be bumped from second place into third if Hamilton wins both of its games. Okay? Ottawa doesn't have Ottawa has a very marginal chance of ta- I don't think they do have a chance at all now of taking over second place. I think they could make the playoffs, but I don't think they could take over second place. They had to win last week. Um Third place. So yeah, it's it's kind of an a, an up and air thing right there for Ottawa. Every position is available in the East, 
every position in BC in um, the West is available except Winnipeg at top spot. Calgary and BC are fighting over that home playoff position. And the Riders are the odd man looking out right now. There's a possibility, a very slim possibility, that they could make the crossover. But it is possible. Jay Green announcing his retirement. I honestly thought he was already retired. Well, he's officially retiring with the Montreal Alouettes on uh, Saturday. Eight-time East Division All-Star. I always remember his uh, one-handed jump catch was always played on Sports Center on uh, highlights again and again. And uh, it was a competitor for the play of the month for a couple months. Interesting concept and reality. Where are we on time? Three minutes. Or le- probably less than three minutes. Yeah, i got to jump over there and get over to Blog Talk right now. It kicks me out and I have to re-sign in. Ah. Well, CJ, SJ Green won three Grey Cups. He did, yep. All with Montreal, right? Yes, it was, wasn't it? No, one with Toronto. That's right. He won one with Toronto. That's correct. 26th year, whatever, the last one they won. He was a great receiver. He played quite a few years. Three with Toronto and multiple with Montreal. Yep. Eleven with Montreal wow. and three with Toronto. Yeah. He was one of the most dominant receivers beat. when he was at the top of his game. Yeah, and they beat uh, Saskatchewan in those back-to-back Grey Cups. But then I think they beat was okay, it Calgary. Okay, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number five hundred and seven. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. We're out of here tonight, and uh, with 50 seconds left in the game or in the show, we'll let this happen. Okay, say good night, Charles. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Good night, Rudy. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Go Saskatchewan. William. Up to you, buddy. Good night, everybody. Saskatchewan. Good night, everybody. Watch football this weekend and go, Schooners, go. Schooners? Is there a playoff position for them?